0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined by my buddy, Aram in Toronto. What's up, Aram?
1: Hello. Always nice to be on uh, Warriors, Oakland Warriors podcast. Man, <laughs> I, 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 I usually come on after wins. That game was not, uh, that was not, that was not a good ending. Uh, I had a, expectations. I know you've talked about in in previous episode about how they're going to be down the stretch and uh man it's not looking good um and and i you know i just have to say you know 10 games out from the end of the season we got to give you some kudos shout outs because you've been doing this after every <laughs> game in <of> this season <laughs> you know and you know we we usually text during during the game and i at the end of this one you know cuz it came down to the wire another game uh where lots of mistakes at the end and I'm just like, man, how does Patrick do this? How does he come on after terrible games like this and talk about it? Because, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How do how do you do it? What's
0: your secret? Uh, my secret is sometimes I think the episodes are shorter. So I'm like, well, at least I don't have to edit as long. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, because I think for this team, it's taking the – the long view. And I said this before Steph got hurt, before Wiseman got, uh, he re-aggravated or had that, had the swelling in his knee. It was like this idea that their injured guys were going to most likely all come back. So the potential I've talked about, this since the beginning of the season. Like the, the, you want to see the true potential of this team. You want to see them like reach that. Right. And that's what, made it easy to like kind of go through these rough points because you can just imagine, you know, what it is. And, and also, you know, honestly, like there's things when you cover almost well, pretty much every game, there's things that you see that you realize like, Oh, you know, like this might be interesting to people that, that are listening to listeners, you know? And so some of those insights and then you just see like trends because you go from game to game to game and you're like, okay, this game is just one loss. Not this game, but like previous games. Right? <laughs> it's like it's just one loss. And you you write it off and you see what you can fix and you try to make sure like the team gets, you know, if you're if you're on the Warriors, you it's about seeing if they develop better winning habits and everything and can learn along the way, right? Like that's the way this team is set up. It's yeah. not just a, a mediocre team, it's not a team full of just pure young dudes and rookies so i mean even with this game i mean just (laughs) just so people know the warriors lost to the orlando magic in orlando 94 90 in a game that they were behind in early on and then in the third quarter they built like a double digit maybe like 14 point lead and then just coughed it coughed it up so yeah even this game i think i can find uh uh, some silver silver linings maybe maybe not silver maybe maybe bronze like oh, i i <laughs> I, uh,
1: I i would choose a lesser metal but uh, <laughs> you know because aluminum foil <laughs> you know i i mean i i think it's helpful and it has been helpful throughout the season to have the long view it is a long season we knew coming into this season it was going to be three seasons in one lots of transitions um I, I'm a little bit more of a, a emotional reactionary personality, I guess, especially <laughs> after losses like this. Because I'm like, okay, Longview's good, but we're running out of time. We're running out of runway. <laughs> we got yeah. ten games left, yeah. uh, and and the thing that you said, winning habits, they're getting worse. Because one of the if we want to talk about this game, yeah, uh, the reason why like Orlando was able to come back was that the Warriors weren't even getting any shots up because they were turning the ball over in the fourth quarter constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about, oh, there's discontinuity, a lot of players in and out, and that's true, right? Like, how much has the top four players played together, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But at some point, you got to play basketball, you know? Yeah. And 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 I, th- I know at some point we talked about, like, can we can we learn how to set better screens? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know how many moving screen violations there were. Sure, maybe the refs are being a little bit, calling it a little bit tight, but recognize it and make a better screen. And it's not only the scenes, the screen setter, it's got to be the ball handler too. You know, I think, I think they must, I mean, obviously they feel pressure, obviously a lot more than we do. And they're all trying to make it happen, right? Uh, in that kind of situation ball handler is just rushing just like a half second too much right and not letting the screen setter get in a proper position that kind of thing sometimes right so it you know again that can be part of the discontinuity but but play basketball and do it right and they're not building those winning habits that's what's mm-hmm. that's part of my frustration
0: <laughs> yeah those are my concerns too like i talked about i think i i had an episode called non championship habits Right. Mm -hmm. And that was when Draymond was still out, maybe like a a week or two before he came back and they looked bad back then. Right. And, you know, I give them a little bit of a cushion in terms of trying to get used to not having staff and then having like, Auto Porter Jr., Draymond, Andrew Wiggins get back into the fold. Gary Payton II is the newest guy to come back. Mm-hmm. By the way, he set a terrible screen in the fourth where he pretty much yes. just like ran right into Gary <laughs> Harris, terrible. and Gary Harris took the bait and he just bailed. You know, he fell and his yep. easy yep. call. But easy. It, I give them some some uh, some leeway, but to blow a lead like that against a team that is as bad as the Orlando Magic. Orlando has talent, but they're not a good team. They're young. And they should have just buried them. And one of those championship habits to me is to like control the game when it's a game you're in control of, right? And close out. And that's something that we've seen over the past. I mean, 2022 has been rough for the Warriors. They've been maybe at this point below 500. And I think that when it comes to that mindset, at first it was like, Oh, Draymond's out. I I would say like Draymond would not let this happen. And I'm sure that was echoed by other people too, but Draymond's on this team, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and people are still not reacting well. And, you know, I could take a step back and say, okay, as long as Steph is ready for the first round, which he may or may not be, he's an optimist. All they said is that they'll reevaluate in two weeks or something. Right. Mm And, uh, if he's available, great, because then we know that if this team is uh, pretty much whole minus Wiseman, if Igudala comes back and he he can he can help, then like I like our chances as long as the team starts clicking a little bit. But this is the same thing I said when Draymond was out. It's like these non championship habits really kind of bug me because it's like, well, can these guys flip the switch? Because Draymond has been there, Clay has been there. Steph has been there. Steph's out. Draymond is trying to get used to being back. He's a little bit older, and then Clay is not the Clay that he was during the championship runs yet. Fingers crossed yeah. yet, you know. And I, I just don't know, like where, like you don't want them just to rely on Steph coming back and fixing everything the way they kind of did rely on Draymond, Draymond coming back because they started playing better the day he announced he was coming back on. Uh, when he said he's coming back on March 14th. Right. So, you know, right now it's like this, uh, five game road trip in seven days, this was the easiest game. And after that rough loss to the Spurs, this was the one that you just had to have to feel good and get that vibe going. Sure. You knock a couple tough wins together moving forward and great. But like, can't you just knock that out now when you're up by 14 against a, uh, technically overmatched team
1: yeah i mean this is a this is a daunting road trip and this is the one that you had to have and you know they often play to their level of their opponent and i so i expect a good effort in miami but still at the same time like it's 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 really it's really frustrating i'm sure they're frustrated too so um but you know it's interesting that you brought clay and the and the inconsistency which you know seems to be the the issue with this team and uh where they are right now um they were so consistent in the beginning of the year with a softer schedule admittedly but um you know i i i think back to when you know clay day and and our expectations of him and you know you're talking about his championship level and you know He's just so inconsistent right now when we talked about like what 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 level did we expect him to come back like would he be sixty percent would he be eighty percent that kind of thing, and which one would we take and I think you know the problem with I'm realizing now thinking of that is that like you know sometimes he'll be Milwaukee game clay and he'll be ninety percent of what he was, maybe close to hundred, and then he'll be fifty percent clay, you know, and that it's not this solid trajectory. And that just like adds to the inconsistency of of this team. Like they just have so few things that they can rely on right now. And Mm -hmm. you know, I hope that they can find some consistency. But you know, man, it ain't it ain't coming anytime soon. Especially if you can't find it against a team that you really should be bearing. You know, they. It's one thing. It's one thing to go down and miss shots. It's another thing to not even get a shot up. You know, because you're moving screens, not to harp on moving screens, but that's just
0: it's just. Yeah. And I mean, people should be talking about that, you know what I mean? If they're getting called for all these moving screens and there should be adjustments being made. And yeah, I think inconsistency is obviously like a thing that hurts teams, you know, hurts people in life. Right? Like, like, <laughs> maybe you can really, really take a step back. Right. But you know, like, and clay used to be the model of consistency. Yeah. And that's who you can rely on. And now you don't have that right now. And Wiggins was terrible. He was bad Wiggins. Uh, I think he was like one for 11 in the first half or something like that. One for 10 yeah. and, and pool, he didn't shoot great, but he went after it at least. But even in the first mm-hmm. half, he was like one for six, I think. So, you know, they don't have that. They have a lot of guys, but right now they just have a lot of guys, you know. Yeah. They have a lot of guys who uh, don't know how to play. Honestly, it feels like they don't know how to play together without like Seth, without mm-hmm. that guy that they can just rely on, you know, and and props to Pool for trying and taking it on. But I, I don't really know where it's it's going to come from. I mean – and it's funny because just like when the Warriors were playing good, when they had that nice little win streak and Draymond was back and everything, and it was like, all right, yeah. Like all those – I was like, all those <laughs> bad thoughts are gone, yeah. you know? And yes. Although – although it did linger in my mind, like, did they really figure it out before Draymond got back? And Mm -hmm. kind of, but like I said, they knew he was coming back. And so they all started playing better. It was after the Denver game that they lost where um, they went all, the vets all went home, right? They played the kids. They had that mini streak, yeah. Yeah, the kids played well in that loss to Denver, but then they went on the streak and they just started playing well. So now it's like, the goal is to figure it out. And I always talk about you know, like health and then seating and then getting like the new guys and young guys acclimated and, and ready. And obviously right now, health is still the, always the number one priority. You got to make sure that Steph is is right. But um, man, that like, you know, seating, it's it's going to be interesting. And I, I said a couple of weeks ago, like, I don't care about seating, like wherever they land, as long as they're healthy, I like our chances. But you don't like it when they're playing this way and on you know your point about clay oh man like everybody you know the 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 p word pressing right like that foul on yeah. uh, wagner at the end that was terrible i don't feel like old clay pre-injury clay would have done that because i felt no. like he was just trying to do something to win the game and he saw no. this rookie dude and he I, he probably thought like i'm going to get this and it was just a dub, like any NBA player would have gotten the foul call on him for that. I mean, yeah. Clay pretty much ran into him. He didn't have to sell it. He just ran into him. And yeah. that was, Clay was pretty like mad at himself and it looked like on the court and he, he should have been, I mean, that was the yeah. final, yeah. final straw. Like it was over. It it,
1: it it is a thing of, of, you know, there is something to wanting it too badly. Right. And you know he's trying so hard to get back to that level that he's actually not helping himself get back to his old level, right? Like the fact that he takes he's taking shots that he didn't used to take. Um and he's doing you know he's doing it in a way that just it, it's not it's not him and, and his mechanics even seem off. He always seems like a split second too fast, you know? Yeah. And you know it's it's the occasional uh you know 90 to 100% clay that we've seen like the Milwaukee clay where where yeah he looks like his old self and and he's not rushing right so you know i mean i can totally understand where he's coming from uh you know and and everybody's pressing i you know mm-hmm. i i i can appreciate that if i'm if i'm going to you know, try to take the long view here. And, you know, something else interesting that you said, you know, you're talking about Jordan Poole and, you know, I, I know, I, I know in the, in the past we've talked about like who, who will be the most in the, uh, the right. best and most important players on this. Great team. a Great episode. That you know, should be
0: an annual, that should be an annual thing.
1: <laughs> and, I mean, and this guy's really showing it, right? He yeah. pool is really showing how important he is to this team. And really, Anytime he plays well, whether Steph is in or not, they have a chance, you know, or like he's he's going to fight to keep them in the game. And, you know, I really appreciate that. And and it's fun to see him develop in this last streak that he's had. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. he he had a, a run of a few games and he's had a year of. You know, just like I guess <laughs> our Warriors fandom, he's had this kind of up and down roller coaster year as well. And mm-hmm. so to see him become this essential player, um, that you know, I think we can count on at least to put that effort in um, to make shots and contribute to winning. I mean, it's really it's really cool to cool to see that. So you mm-hmm. know, uh, you know, I, I I think I think you and I and, and other fans and, and some of the people who cover the team have talked about like, and this is not to like punt on this season, right? No. But we've talked about the next season. It's over. Is important. Yeah. yeah. No, that next season was the one that we were thinking would be really important too. Um, and it's just cool to think of uh, somebody ascending to this essential role on this team like pool and being such an important player uh, for the future of the team.
0: Yeah, exactly. And even after the the last game, I talked about the effort was there from a lot of guys. They just couldn't pull it off, right? Mm-hmm. And so you walk away from that and the fact that Poole is taking the responsibility that he he wants the moment, he wants the uh the ball in his hands and that's a good sign from now moving forward regardless of how they finish the rest of the, these games, right? Like that's yeah. a, that's a positive sign. The fact that Otto Porter Jr. he looks healthy, he looks bouncy. What he had sixteen Otto boards Porter, uh,
1: revenge game here
0: tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I think he played. I think he was on Orlando for half a season or something. But they didn't yeah. want you.
0: <laughs> exactly, you know. So I mean, he had 15 boards in this one, so that was 16, yeah. and then 15, right? So these are all good things, and. You know, we could talk about, I mean, we have talked about a lot of the bad signs and stuff. And I think that they will start figuring some stuff out. They just, I mean, they have to, they have, they have no choice because if they don't, what this tells me is if they don't have Steph or if they don't have Draymond, they are going to lose, right? Like, (laughs) So, because they can't play well for stretches, uh, they can't close without those guys, you know? So, there's ten games left, right? There's ten games, and looking at the schedule now, it's it's not pretty, you know. It's I mean, it's ten games, so it's like at Miami, at Atlanta, at Washington, at Memphis, home against Phoenix, home Utah, at Sac, home against the Lakers, at San Antonio, at New Orleans. Off the top of your head, what you know? What uh, do you think they'll finish? Assuming Steph doesn't come back until the very end or after the regular season. Man, I don't,
1: I mean, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to go like two and eight or anything like that. Um, Mm -hmm. Though I also didn't think that they were going to have long losing streaks like they did earlier this season. But, you know, I think, and, and I would have counted the San Antonio and this Orlando game as wins too. So I just don't know, to be honest, because I, 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 because they're so inconsistent right now. And they're trying to find some continuity and they don't have it. I am stalling to answer your question, (laughs) but I almost feel like I want to see what they look like tomorrow, right? Playing the top team in the East and, and see what on the back end of a back to back. And I want to see what kind of effort they put out. Like, can they go in there and steal something Uh, that would, absolutely confirm uh the inconsistency (laughs) of this team but uh it would also be encouraging in that like when they need to get up for games they will deliver right Mm -hmm. um and and earlier in the season we've seen that um but i don't know where we're at right now i mean i i would i would go with a lukewarm take and say they'll go 500 in those in the rest in the rest of these 10 games Mm-hmm. Maybe even a little bit better, but i don't I don't know their chances against those those top teams they'll They'll probably have a few stinkers against the the poor teams as well, so somewhere in there they'll be five hundred I think,
0: yeah, after the or actually before the Spurs game, I was like that that's a that was a big question for me because it's hard to predict because I said you don't know how these guys are gonna look without Steph." On paper, there's talent. On paper, there's experience. On paper, there's youth and athleticism, but we've seen so far they haven't been able to put it together. Good point about seeing how they show against the Heat. Because hell, man, like if they beat the Heat somehow, then everything is like forgiven and forgotten almost. <laughs> and so, so go, so go the ups and downs of, uh, of fandom. But what to me is like it's almost like moral victories, right? If they at least like stay in the game and almost win, then that might be good too. But if they play this way, the rest of the season, I I think three and seven, maybe four and six. But if they kind of start figuring it out and who am I to say like, no, they won't, or yes, they will. Because I just don't know because if it were Steph Draymond and then like a couple other dudes, then we could figure it out. Right. But we don't know how these guys are without, just without Steph. And we're not, and we're seeing that they're not, they're, they're very much missing something that uh, um, we didn't expect. But, you know, I think that again, it could be just getting a little bit more time on the court with each other and having some positives happen. But uh, uh, they could flip it around super easily and be like, oh, wow, okay, great. So uh, Gary Payton II stops being rusty, and Jordan Poole keeps doing what he does. Clay has a, has a couple games of shooting well, and then all of a sudden they rack off a few wins. I mean, that could yeah. happen too, right? Like that's what's yeah. weird about this team and the uncertainty. And that's why, like, I think the rest of the season is just going to be rough because it's going to be, like, up and down and whatever – and thankfully, it's only a few weeks, so yeah. so we have to deal with it, and and then and, we'll
1: get that Oakland Warriors uh, playoff preview episode so, uh, uh, yeah.
0: dropping right before yeah. the
1: playoffs. I mean, I mean, no, I think one of the things is, and and I feel like they say this as well, is that um, you know focus on the process uh, and not the results. I mean, that's got to be the mantra for these last ten games. Yeah. If 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 they play the right way. The the wins will come, or there will be some losses against a team you know that is also playing well. Um, mm-hmm. it, but but it's 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 building that consistency, playing playing right. Focus on the process, not trust it. Focus on the process, <laughs> um, and 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 get to a point where everybody's kind of running on on better cylinders, I guess. You know, yeah, um, yeah, because they they're they're still in the three seed. They may fall as far as four fourth or fifth. You know, who cares, right? Yeah. Um. It. It. I mean, it does matter in terms of the matchups that you will come across, but the rest of those teams are also going through their own late season, you know, issues as well. So, um, mm-hmm. that that middle that top middle bracket is. Kind of in flux. So don't worry about the opponents that you're gonna see or not see, but but just get to a place where you're playing better. And that's why this game was so frustrating because that wasn't it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's not only just the loss, it's like how you lose. Yeah, how yeah. you walk yeah. off that court. And one more thing about clay that I want to talk about though was like it's I feel like he'll be better next season. I mean, obviously that's a Homer optimistic take, but part of me also thinks like his mind needs a break in a way, right? Like, obviously we need him to, and he he won't get a break into the playoffs, but like I think he'll need some time to really think and process because he's been out for two and a half years and all of a sudden he's back and it's intense and he's dealing with like these emotions and, and Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how to be the player that he is and learn all this, all these new guys. So like, not only does his, does he need to like work on his body and his game over the summer, I think he just needs to kind of like clear his mind a little bit. And, you know, for a guy like him, who spent so much time by himself in the last two and a half years on his boat with his CBD or whatever he likes to, you know, he uses or smoking weed, wheel, whatever. Like uh, I feel like that would be uh, an important, an important thing. But I think this team obviously like not punting on the season and still have high hopes as long as Steph is going to be, back and healthy but uh very very just discouraging loss uh it it shouldn't it shouldn't go out like this
1: can't agree more manic warriors (laughs) fandom
0: (laughs) college basketball fans join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings sportsbook turn your team's victory into your own big win new customers can bet five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do it's that simple if they win you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a share of over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers. Then track your results. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and over, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so you wanted to talk about some other stuff, man.
1: Yeah, you know, we don't often see the Orlando Magic. Uh, I don't seek them out. Uh you know in my general nba watching uh but they got some interesting young players that you know because we were playing them it was kind of cool to see and uh i know in the past uh especially I, i think in 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 draft time we we kind of did a uh uh, Warriors Multiverse uh speculative fiction yeah, and, and
0: since and since then, like the our phrase Warriors Multiverse apparently got stolen and became another Warriors podcast. But yeah, anyway. you're welcome.
1: <laughs> you're welcome, other podcasts. Uh, but uh but I it 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 kind of uh it's always nice to see you know Franz Wagner um playing in this game not not nice to see him make those free throws at the end but um but just kind of like you know, it makes you wonder. Oh, if Kaminga had gone to the Thunder, uh, would the Warriors have gone Wagner? Would they have gone Giddy? Uh, it sounds like they were more um, into Giddy, but uh, you know, Wagner's had a good season. But mm-hmm. Wendell Carter Jr. is is a player that, um, if people remember back uh, to the 2020 draft when the Warriors got James Wiseman, mm-hmm. uh, there was a there was a. a a rumor that was close to uh, or leading up to the draft like that. Definitely that week where it was, uh, it was uh, the Warriors had the number two pick and it would be the number two pick to the bulls to, for Wendell Carter. Cause Wendell Carter jr. Was on the bulls uh, mm-hmm. and the fourth pick. And so, you know, so it made me think multiverse wise. Uh, um, what would you prefer Patrick Wendell Carter? So on the, So in the Warriors, let's say the Warriors trade Wendell Carter uh, to the – oh, sorry, trade the number two pick and, like, I don't know, uh, Jordan Poole. (laughs) And then we get Wendell Carter Jr. and we draft Tyrese Halliburton.
0: How do you feel?
1: (laughs) The multiverse is full of
0: uh, difficult choices. That is tough, but – it can also in a way be easy in the sense you're getting two players for one. Because if you're assuming the wiseman we have is or we would get is the one that we have, as much as I believe in Wiseman right now, he's hurt. So you're basically saying, like, give me Halliburton and Wendell Carter uh Ford, give me two Jordan players Poole. who are
1: playing right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, for Jordan Poole. And as well as Jordan Poole is playing in as much as we've talked him up in this episode and throughout the season I mean <laughs> I could easily talk of Halliburton just as much if I saw him on the Warriors on a nightly basis so uh in in that in that scenario where it's like hey you know you go back to 2020 it's like hey if you draft James Wiseman he's gonna get hurt and he's gonna be out for over a year then I'd be like okay uh I'll you hear Jordan Poole <laughs> the second pick <laughs> uh and I'll, I'll take Halliburton I'll take Patrick Williams I'll take Whomever, and I'll take um, uh, uh, Wendell Carter as a as a big body throw in. Sure, yeah, I would do that right now. Right now, I would. But we didn't know the future. So. <laughs> what about you? What <laughs> <are> you <doing? laughs> oh, I mean, I mean,
1: you know, this is manic warriors fandom, right? Like, uh, and fan fiction, right? So we're just like taking it in all these different directions. Like, I want the guys who can play right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I. I'm a believer in James Wiseman, but it's, it's getting hard to believe because you can't see him, you know, like he's having trouble getting on the court and, you know, first and foremost, it's like, you want him to get back on the court um, for his, his own sake and his own career and all those kinds of things. So no, it sucks. It just sucks. And so, um, yeah, part of this is just, you know, wanting the Warriors to be as good as possible right now. Uh, yeah. especially after a, a, a not a very fun game, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean would take the guys who are standing and playing right now and giving us a better chance right now.
0: Um, wait, wait, let it, me ask you, though, healthy, healthy, would you do that trade?
1: Oh, Wiseman healthy. and Pool for Halliburton and Carter? Yeah. Carter Jr.? Ooh. Um, this will tell knowing- me a lot
0: to think about Wiseman.
1: Like knowing what I know now, uh, yeah, I would still take that deal because Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, I the, the whole point of bringing this up is that like he looks pretty good. Uh, he's he's big, but he moves pretty well. Uh, he's got nice touch, um, nice not glasses. like super uh, athletic. And yes, he has nice glasses. <laughs> he has very interesting glasses. So that's a that's a good segue because um, I wear glasses. And um, not all the time, but most of the time. Have you ever worn glasses?
0: Knock on wood, I do not wear glasses. My okay, brother well, has worn glasses since uh, he was a teenager. I, I've, I'm lucky not to have so far. Knock on wood. Well,
1: you you are lucky. Um, and and I can't imagine playing basketball with glasses. But um, but if I had to play glasses, uh, play, play, <laughs> if I had to play basketball with glasses. Wendell Carter Jr.'s glasses are pretty pretty sick. Like, uh, have you seen them? Uh, they're they're kind of like uh, they're they have these dark rims. Uh, they're kind of like combination between ski goggle and wrap around glasses, if people can imagine that. And there's not that many NBA players who have played with glasses. Obviously, you got your uh, your '80s. That's probably the apex of glasses wearing basketball players. You got. And they were all the same style. So there right. was like Kareem, James Worthy, Thurl Bailey. Um, who else had uh, glasses in the 80s? Oh, Hakeem man. used to wear them a Didn't little bit. did Moses
0: wear them for a while?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like a thing. And then you had your Horace Grant uh, glasses, which were a little bit more kind of like almost like a swim goggle, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were thick. And then you later had uh, your Bo Outlaw That was the and Amari Stoudemire, those were the more sports shield types. Yeah, Um, yeah, clearly I pay attention to this a lot (laughs) (laughs) because, because when I have to play sports, I got to put these contact lenses on and it's not very fun. But um, (laughs) no, I just wanted to shout out Wendell Carter Jr.'s glasses because that's that's pretty cool. Now, um, are these glasses
0: that you would wear on the street?
1: No. Uh, okay. i mean but but they're but they're they are closer to streetwear glasses than pretty much any other nba uh player wearing glasses okay. now except uh, this would be the caveat is that um the the kind of most iconic ones are uh not most but an iconic one from the 80s would be the kurt rambis glasses yeah because that's the glasses it's just like oh He's just wearing like reading glasses. Yeah, he's just
0: glasses he picked up at the drugstore. Yeah. He put a strap
1: on. it <laughs> Yeah. With a piece of tape, you know. Um so, you know, those are definitely the everyday wear glasses versus uh, uh you know, um but these Wendell Carter ones, they they look uh they got like a nice matte finish to them as well. So um, shout out to whoever custom built those. It's pretty nice. And also shout out to one of the original glasses wearing uh, NBA players, George Mikan, uh, the original Ooh. big man. Uh, nice. And if you go back and you look at his glasses, they're pretty nice actually. So way better. I I am I always uh, thought they were Kurt Rambis uh, dollar store types, but no, they they look pretty sick. So
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> this is uh, in honor of. NBA players wearing glasses
0: you know I know there's a day when I will have to wear glasses but I hope it's not anytime anytime soon because (laughs) I think it would just blow my mind to have to like wear glasses after so many decades of not I'd be like how do I function (laughs) like what am I supposed to do with these things
1: (laughs) Well, it's one of those things where if you are a glasses wearer and then you occasionally wear contact lenses, there will be times where you're pushing up ghost glasses that aren't there. So mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's not fun. So count yourself lucky, uh limit your screen time, all those kinds of things, uh eat your carrots, I guess.
0: <laughs> hey, carrots were my favorite food when I was in 4th grade. I was the the one person when we were learning how to do bar graphs. It was like everybody's favorite food. Me trying, you know, I guess I like being different. I was like, my favorite food is carrots, <laughs> not pizza, not hamburgers, not pasta, whatever. Did you eat them though? Carrots. I did. I did. Okay. They were like my, you know, they're like snacks and stuff, but um, you, you yeah. were investing
1: in your glasses less f- future.
0: Yeah. Always, uh, always afraid of being just like everybody else. No, just kidding. All right. Well, anything else on, on this uh, forgettable, Game the Warriors had against the the Magic or or thoughts moving forward.
1: Well, it's always interesting to see them out on the East Coast and on these road trips. Uh, let's hope they can pull it together. This is a tough road trip, and we just want to focus on on uh, the process and playing well. And yeah, uh, let's let's ramp it up to the playoffs.
0: Yeah, because like you just, I mean, I said this before Draymond came back. It's like you just don't want this vibe of being beat down after a road trip right all of a sudden like you're losing like this perspective on what kind of team you are and who you guys are as players and i don't know maybe it's not that easy for them but like you know to have their confidence waiver but like say they end up three and seven from here on out after this game that's that's not going to do good things for your mojo no. going into the postseason, Like there will be, if there's like a, a measurement stick for uh, confidence, even if you're super confident, it's going to come down relatively speaking. You're going to have, you're going to be feeling pretty bad about things in general. So yeah. uh, hopefully they can, they can write that ship. Well, before I wrap it up uh, some on some non warriors related news, uh, I want to congratulate my girlfriend, partner, uh, Paula Marto, on joining Ryan Kugler's company, Proximity Media, uh, as the head of audio. She's been working in podcasting for years now and just left Malcolm Gladwell's Pushkin Industries to join uh, Ryan Kugler's company. And I shout this out because ever since I started this podcast back in 2018, I have the credits at the end that are always the same. And the very last one is special thanks to Paula Mardo for for production support. And, uh, you know, she's a, a big supporter of the show and my biggest fan. So just figured I'd put that uh, out there into the universe because she deserves this and she's earned this. And I look forward to uh, seeing what she and Kugler's uh, company what they create.
1: Oh, uh, that was awesome. That was well said well and well deserved for Paula. Like that's amazing and couldn't be happier for a
0: better person. So. Uh, appreciate it, cool. man. Appreciate it. Hopefully she listens to this episode all the way to the end. Then <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, you know, skip through the
1: glasses part. And uh, you know.
0: <laughs> she's like, who's Kurt Rampus. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, if you want to come, Come on, any other time, this last stretch. Uh, you're more than welcome, especially on this East Coast road trip. And um we will definitely schedule some playoff podcast episodes. And um yeah, let's because, go. you know, that's gonna be that's gonna be some other level of of emotion <laughs> for you. So I'm yes. looking forward to that. Anyway, that is another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O. You can find Aram at Aram Collier, A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. Be sure to check out the new Oakland Warriors YouTube channel. The link to that is going to be below in the show notes. Be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please do leave us a five star rating on spotify and or apple Podcasts, and say nice stuff about us in the review on apple Podcasts. that would be much appreciated thanks for listening that's it music in this episode provided by paper sun special thanks to paul amardo for production support see you next time and go dubs